Hi, I'm Mark Bud. And I'm Jair Briggs Davis. And we're from Mark and Jair Explain Sports. This is a tripod production. The following is a tripod production. Do not attempt to adjust your dial. Mark Bud and Jair Brooks Davis, two friends growing up in the Big Apple, two friends who became sports writers at the top of their craft. Mark, the assistant sports editor of Drexel University's The Triangle. Jair, the color commentator and reporter at Curry College. On their own, they give their own unique insights. However, together, Mark and Jair explain sports. What's going on, everyone? I am your host, Jair Brooks-Davis. And I'm Mark Bud. And welcome to another episode of Mark and Jair Explain Sports, a tripod production. Jair, how, how, how have you been doing, man? How, how is everything? I'm doing all right, Mark. I'm just living my life, you know, doing everything, watching sports. It's been a, definitely been a crazy weekend and week of sports. There's a lot going on. Unfortunately, it looks like the NBA season is about to be over on Friday as the Lakers have a three-to-one lead. Although, I have to say, the the series has been a lot more exciting than I thought it was going to be. I, I thought they were going to get swept, the Heat. I wouldn't be surprised they forced a game six. There's no chance that they're going to win this, but the, the Heat, they play extremely hard and they play together. And I don't know where Kelly Olynyk came from, but in their game three win, he looked great. But what are your thoughts on the series and how it's transpired so far? My thoughts on the series, Mark, right now is that I think that the Lakers are going to come out and finish it off, whether it's game five or game six. You know, this is just one of those series where if LeBron wins – I feel like if LeBron wins and he's probably going to win, it's not like his greatest accomplishment, but if he loses, it's one of his biggest like failures. I think it would take a lot. It would be like one of the biggest upsets of all time. If he blows this three, one lead. Yeah. I, I, I think like if he wins, it's going to be like, you know, good. He, he won the series. If he doesn't win this series, you can't really make an argument that he's better than Jordan. Like, that would severely damage his legacy. Yeah. It, it's just, like, with this series, with the injuries in game one to the Miami Heat, with Goran Drive. At the same time, people aren't going to take it seriously, even if he wins. They're going to be like, oh, well, you were playing the Heat. Half their team got injured. It was in the bubble. It wasn't – It wasn't. A, I, I don't really consider it as your fourth. People are going to say that either way, regardless. But yeah. Like, if, if he loses, it's going to be really bad. He's not yeah. going to lose, though. Yeah, and also, Mark, I'll be real. Like, I, I'm used to – when it comes down to basketball games, I like to walk – I would like to watch uh, all 48 minutes of games. Okay. And, and it's just like, you know, without the fans being live, it's just not as interesting. I, did. I completely agree with you on that one. It's definitely not as exciting. I haven't been watching as much as I would if there are fans in the stadium. I'm kind of – it's not that I lose interest. It's just like not, I don't know. I'm not like jumping out of my chair, screaming out of excitement. I will say though, football on the other, on the other hand has been very exciting when games have been played. I think the fact that there are a few fans in the stadium and it seems like the crowd noise is a little bit better. 
and hearing the hits and everything, it's so far, hands down, football has been the most entertaining sport to watch during the pandemic. What, what do you think, Jagger? What, what have you enjoyed most watching? Well, I've been watching a lot of more football this year so far. Um, I was, I'm, I'm excited to see the Buccaneers and Bears game later on t- tonight. Uh-huh. But tomorrow, Thursday. Oh, tomorrow, which is Thursday. My mistake. I'm getting my my days all mixed up. Yeah. I'm, you okay, I'm buddy? Huh? You okay, buddy? Yeah, I'm sorry. I just have my days all confused and everything. I, yeah. I feel you. I feel you. Yeah, but the but the Bucks and Bears game, I'm excited to watch. Nick um, Foles versus Brady. Last time they played, Nick Foles beat Brady in the Super Bowl. Oh, oh I remember that being up in Massachusetts at the time. Oh, you were trolling everybody, man. I was I was driving around campus, uh, blasting uh, "I'm a Boss" by Meek Mill. That is a baller move. I'm yeah. sure people were not very happy that you were doing that. Oh yeah, I was just screaming up and down the hallways. Everyone, everyone was just giving me a bad look. I love, the, I love the pettiness, man. I, I love it. Uh, no, I hate, I hate, I hate the Pats fans and everything like that. Ugh. Like I completely agree with you. Yeah, not a fan, not a fan at all. But, but who, who, who's your, who do you think is going to win tomorrow between the Buccaneers and the Bears? Um. It's going to be – they're both at 3-1 and one right now in the season, Mark. It's going to be very interesting to see – it's going to be very interesting to see it. Who do you think is going to win? I think that the Buccaneers definitely have more talent, and Brady's better than – I love – as much as I love Nick Foles, Brady's definitely better than Nick Foles. And he has better offense around him, and the Buccaneers' defense is actually pretty good. The Bears is as well, but the Bears just don't have any – don't have as many offensive weapons as the Buccaneers do, and I think that's gonna factor into the Buccaneers beating them tomorrow night. Don't don't be surprised to see Brady have a, a huge game. I know last week he threw five touchdown passes for a forty-three-year-old. Pretty impressive. People were making fun of him at the beginning of the season. Oh, he lost it. I, I don't know about that one. I mean, it'll also be very interesting to see. You know, if Tom Brady became a player who could actually be with the team and lead that team to the Super Bowl and play the Super Bowl in their own home stadium. I, I mean, I'll be, it would be very interesting for me to see that. That would be actually insane. The thing that would suck is that it wouldn't be in full capacity because of COVID. That is, that is also true, Mark. And that brings us to our next discussion. Speaking of COVID, what are your thoughts on the, what's going on in the NFL with COVID? First, it was the Titans. They had to cancel their game against the Steelers. And the Titans now, I believe, have 18, 18, player, 18 players and coaches that have tested positive. I know that the Tennessee Titans are just in a lot of trouble all around. Like, I, like, I, like I'm seeing Total all the- 22 Titans players and other staff members have tested positive since September 24th. Okay, then in that oh, case, God. like honestly, like it's just, it's just that's just a mess, Mark. That's oh, just, you, and, not, and also, I'm, I also meant to include that. Uh, yeah, it also says that two Titan players test positive for COVID. Sunday's Sunday's game is in jeopardy now. I saw a report, and now 
it turns out there's an investigation going on with the Titans, and now they could be in a whole lot of trouble. Well, yeah, so apparently last week when their game got canceled against Pittsburgh, they actually went, they were not supposed to meet up with each other at all. They're supposed to stay home. Their coach, Mike Vrabel of the Titans, told them, guys, don't figure out something to stay in shape at home. Whether they're choosing a Peloton bike or, I don't know, just figure it You guys shouldn't be with each other because you could have exposed each other. Some of you might have it. And what did the t- Titans do last week? Apparently, a whole group of them met up at a field in Tennessee, a high school field. And now, what, a week later, you got a bunch of more positive tests. So, apparently, the NFL is going to punish the Titans. But they still, even though of all the COVID t- cases that have been happening recently in the NFL, the NFL plans on continuing the season. I don't know if that's a good idea. And they don't plan on doing a bubble like the MLB did, which might be a bad decision. Not only did the Texans get positive COVID cases, but also Cam Newton of the New England Patriots tested positive. So he missed the game against the Chiefs this past Monday. And then five days today, it turns out that Stefan Gilmore, the star cornerback for the Patriots, has now tested positive. And there's a video emerging on Monday. I don't know if you saw this, Jair, of him giving Russ, um, Patrick Mahomes, like they got very close to each other, like um, say, uh, congratulating each other after the game. So it, it, so far, Mahomes tested negative, but, but um, no more is tested and come up positive until a week later. So don't be surprised if, if uh, Mahomes tests positive, which would really be bad for the NFL. The, the top player gets COVID, that's not great. Yeah, I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes is not too, is not thinking too hard on that about just like, you know. Well, he did say today, I did mess up. I, I should have been more careful, not. Well, well, I mean, I'm I'm talking about the fact that that Patrick Mahomes, like, you know, his fiance and now, uh, no, like he, like he says, he admitted to making a mistake, but I'm just thinking, I'm sure that Patrick Mahomes is thinking mostly about his fiance and his, and the fact that she's pregnant. Well, yeah, that too. And the season, well, yeah, the fact that she's pregnant, yeah, exactly. That's probably, he's probably scared right now, but hopefully everything will be okay. Also, Mark, you know, people need to be very careful, especially with the fact that cases are just starting to rise up again. I'm seeing them in- Yeah, like, because, especially because the warm weather, everyone's inside now. So it's, it's a lot easier to attract COVID when you're inside not spread out, no heat, not good. So it's definitely going to be interesting in the next couple of weeks. Hopefully none of us get it, but I don't know, man. It, the numbers are piling up. Yeah, I'm, I'm starting to get very worried about it, honestly. Like, it's, you know, it's just really, you know, I just think that – do you think that schools and stuff are going to end up closing again? Yeah, well, at Drexel, we don't even have classes in person. They're all online. So I would not be surprised to see the rest of the school year completely online. Yeah. I'm still shocked that I know schools in the South are meeting and kids are staying on at dorms, which is crazy, freshmen. And it's just a matter of time, I feel like, until there's another, there's another hotspot like what happened in Florida, eventually just ton of, a ton of cases out of nowhere. 
yeah, do you, Mark, I mean, before we get back into sports, I just want to ask you this question. Do you think that, I mean, you're at Drexel right now. Do you think that eventually you're going to come home soon? You mean before the year ends? You think I'm going to be forced to go home? Before your trimester ends. No, because I have a lease here, so it's not connected to the school. So even if they stop school, they're not going to stop school because it's online. So no, but I do think other kids are for sure who are at school, freshmen at other schools in living in dorms. Yes, definitely. I can see this, but I don't know though. You never know with the South. They don't want to cancel. So maybe not. They'll just let kids get positive testing and I don't know, but it's crazy. I definitely do. We'll see. You def. I definitely think that a lot of people will be coming home though at the schools that are open for sure. All right, Mark. Now, let, now let's get back mostly into the NFL. So, Mark, how do you feel about things going on with your Philadelphia Eagles? They play up against the uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers this upcoming Sunday. Jair, did you watch the Eagles 49ers game this past Sunday night? I saw some of the highlights. I, I saw. It was interesting. So, Carson Wentz, my – so-called franchise quarterback. I don't know if he really is anymore. I thought so last year and the year before, but this year is a little shaky, as you can tell. But he showed a little bit of grit against the 49ers. He didn't have the greatest game. He still didn't even get 200 yards passing. But he threw a nice pass towards the end of the game to Travis Fulgham, who came over from the practice squad. And that was the second time ever they did that play together, which is pretty crazy, a 42-yard touchdown pass. And that ended up winning them the game. The Eagles, it was a good victory. I think it was a little lucky towards the end of the game. Like, George Kittle dropped the two-point conversion. And there were a lot of opportunities for the Niners. And they didn't have their starting quarterback. But a win is a win. So definitely better than the weeks before. I'm a little nervous for this weekend against the Pittsburgh Steelers who've had some time off because they their game last week got canceled against the Titans. But it should be an interesting match, a matchup, and I would not be surprised to see the Eagles get blown out. Or it could be a good game like this past Sunday. Well, what are your thoughts, Jerry? I think that it's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, it's going to be – I mean, the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're, they're 3-0 and on the season. And it's, and it's interesting to see what – like, you know, how they want to approach th- – well, it's interesting to see how they approach things and, like, you know, just with the way of how things ended up with them last year and within recent years. I could see Pittsburgh coming out with a win. I'll tell you a team that I am very impressed with is the Cleveland Browns. Oh, yeah. Did you see that game on Sunday against the Cowboys? I saw some highlights, Mark. Odell Beckham Jr., man, I think he's back. I I know people are going to say, well, the Cleveland offense, Kevin Stefanski, he doesn't throw it a lot. He doesn't have Baker Mayfield throw a lot. They rely on the running game. Yeah, but I don't know. Odell, if they get him more involved, watch out for the Cleveland Browns. Their defense is, like, not amazing, but pretty pretty decent. They have Miles Garrett, who's a beast. And the rest of the defense, they're not great, but they're not – terrible so we'll see and Baker Mayfield hasn't been making so much hasn't been making as many mistakes as he has in the past so the Browns for me they're watch out 
I know they haven't played the greatest of teams, but they'll have a test this week. This week, and we'll see if the if the Browns are really for real. What do you What do you think, Jair? Do you think that the Browns have a chance this week against the Colts? Um, we have. As far as numbers goes, the Colts are the number one ranked defense in the NFL. Well, Cleveland also has some well, – well, with Cleveland's offensive weapons, it's like, you know, it's like in hockey. It's like, you know, the best – it's like the best power – it's the team with the highest power play percentage going up against the, the team with the best uh, penalty kill percentage. In all honesty, it's like Cleveland has a very good offense, which features Odell Beckham Jr. and Jarvis Landry, and also and Kareem Hunt and Nick Chubb. Yeah, with Nick Chubb. Well, he's got hurt, but they still have Kareem Hunt, so I think they're fine. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going to be a good scenario to watch, but you know, it's going to be one of those scenarios when you can see when you're going to question like, is does def is is defense is defense more important than than good is good defense better? better than good offense. I agree. Well, I'll tell you this. If the Eagles continue to suck this year, then I, I might get – I'm not going to become a Browns fan, but for this year I might get on their bandwagon a little bit. I mean, if the Browns go far, I'd be very happy to see them go far. Yeah, it'd be exciting. As long as they don't have to face the Eagles, I'll, I'll root for the Browns. But – so, Jair, let's get into our segments. What? Who is your star of the week? My start of the week is Fernando Tatis Jr. I remember why, what happened? I was gonna say, well, why is that? My why is that is because well, Fernando Tatis Jr. He was. It's it's just the fact that he helped lead the San Diego Padres into the playoffs. Um, no disrespect towards him. I respect his game. I respect, you know, how hard. He's worked, but and but truth be told is is that I want the Los Angeles Dodgers to go f- further than the San Diego Padres, and the reason why, for why is because of how the Dodgers were cheated out of two World Series opportunities. Honestly, but, I'd rather have the Padres. I think they're an exciting team. No, the Padres are an exciting team, but also I think that their pitching depth is a major issue, especially with Mike Clevenger. Yeah. Deals- yeah especially with Mike Clevenger in and out and everyone's so unsure and Nelson Lamette unsure, like everyone's unsure about those two and if they can hold up. Okay. That's, that's a pretty solid choice. Fernando Tatis Jr. Sticking the baseball. My star of the week is Giancarlo Stanton, who seems to do better without fans. I think he gets a little nervous when there's fans around because he, his first season on the Yankees, he had a lot of home runs. The last year wasn't great. He got hurt a lot, struck out in big moments. That has not been the case this postseason. Although the Yankees lost last night against the Rays, Giancarlo Stanton had two home runs, four RBIs, including a 458-feet home run. And the game before, he also had a home run. So I believe he has five in the postseason. So this guy it seems like he's – got his groove back, and if the Yankees can get the rest of their team together, you gotta, I believe in the Yankees, man. I really do. I think that Giancarlo Stanton, I mean, like, three home runs within two games so far in his DS series, 
against Tampa. Like, it's big. And this is a series, Mark, where where people are just, like, looking, like, with with eyes wide open. Do you, like, you know, the same way of how fans were interested into the 2003 or 2004 ALCS between the Yankees and the Red Sox, mm-hmm. it's not quite the same energy, and especially without the fans being present. But it's just, like, you know, it's that intense. The fact that this guy's had – he's had a home run in every po- – He's had a home run in every single postseason game played this year. In the five games he played, he's all, he's had a home run. That's pretty impressive. So, and, I, and I'm happy for him because, like I said, he's had some struggles being on the Yankees and with performance and under pressure. So, if he continues to do this this postseason, Yankee fans, we won't be on, on his back as much anymore. Well, Yankee fans, we are underway right now in San Diego between the Yankees and the Rays. We're going to see – we're in game three right now. We're going to see if Giancarlo Stan is actually going to keep it up. So, so, Mark, who is your loser of the week? Well, I already mentioned my loser of the week, but it came up earlier. I'm going to have to go with the Tennessee Titans. They, they had a positive case, like I said, last week. They were told to stay home, which is supposed to happen when there's an outbreak. But instead, they practiced together, a whole bunch of them, and now the whole organization is up to 22 cases of a positive coronavirus. There's a chance that they sabotage the season, not only for themselves, but for the whole league. So it's a little frustrating as a football fan to see that they're not taking it as seriously as they could. Like, I get they want to get the reps in, but at the same time, they got to be careful. And it sounds like they weren't being careful. So I'm curious what this punishment from Roger Goodell is going to be on the team. Who's your loser of the week, Jair? It's the whole entire Jalen Ramsey body slam on Golden Tate thing. That was, that was, that was your funniest moment. Oh, that was oh, – whoops, wrong – Wrong segment. It is the Mets free agent choices and the talk and the chalk and chatter that's going around with the team. And can I explain it to you, Mark? Well, I, I know. Let's, can you tell me your thoughts on Trevor Bauer? Do you want the Mets to sign him, Jair? No. Why not? For as good as Trevor Bauer is, and I will not disrespect his talent. I will not disrespect his work ethic. I will not disrespect anything like that about Trevor Bauer. But the thing about Trevor Bauer is just, you know, I, 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 could, I look at Trevor Bauer and what he's done this year, but I don't want any one-year wonders to just do well before he comes to the Mets and then he comes to the Mets and then he just sucks. Uh-uh, I don't want to see that happen. I don't, I don't know if I'd call the guy a one-year wonder. He's had some productive years on the Indians before he got traded to the Reds. He did. He did. But for but what with what he's done this year, it's tremendous. But I, I need to if he was doing that, if he did that if he had like a two seven four ERA like in twenty nineteen and a three point ERA in twenty eighteen, I would and if he did what he did this year, I'd say, you know what, Mets, let's go for him. But not just that, Mark, with all due disrespect with all due respect, I I don't mind players speaking their mind. But what are you upset about? You said something about a vlog? It's just, I'm not a fan of how, 
I don't mind people vlogging things, but but Mark, I don't respect how your team is in the middle of a playoff game and you're vlogging yourself in in the in the clubhouse. I don't I don't Matt, I, I can see that it reminds me of Antonio Brown when he recorded his coach in the locker room. Yeah, you know, like you're you're going Facebook Live in the locker room. And it's just like I and like, you know, I Shannon Sharp, he stated Oh, you know what? The, the Steelers need to cut that man. They got they got to cut they got to they got to cut ties with that man. Cuz it's just it's just who records in a locker room like that. Well, if the Reds don't want him back. They don't have to have him back cuz he's a free agent. But the Mets oh. might want him. Huh? The Mets might want to have him. We don't need any issues in our locker room. I I, I kind of like Trevor Bauer. He has a fiery attitude. Then bring him to Philadelphia. I don't care. Take him. Well, I don't know if we're interested in him. Well, I hope that the Yankees take him. I, I, as a Mets fan, I don't need Trevor Bauer on my team. I don't need anyone to you start. You regret that, dude. What if he wins the Cy Young next year? Good for him. He can win the Cy Young. He, even, he can win it over Jacob DeGrom. Jacob DeGrom could be two, two votes behind Trevor Bauer and finish, and all Mets fans could be, like, all heartbroken. I just I, – I, the New York Mets need seriousness, and they need to just – find a way to actually be true contenders and be professional and be champions. We don't need any extra clowning around on our team. I'm tired of this, of this crap with the Mets. We don't need, uh, we don't need any, any other sideshow stuff. That's fair. You want to do, you want to vlog and everything like that? You can vlog, but vlogging in the middle of a playoff game and your team is losing and you post it on your YouTube video. No, uh-uh, I can't have you on my team. What is, what the hell are you doing, Trevor? That's how I would feel. So, Jair, getting, moving on to our last segment, which you mentioned by accident before. Yes. Our funniest moment of the week, which I have to agree, we both had the same one, is Jalen Ramsey body slamming Golden Tate. Jalen Ramsey's on the, uh, the Los Angeles Rams. He was playing the game against the New York Giants. And the two have an interesting history with another. So, apparently – well, not apparently. So Jalen Ramsey used to date uh, Golden Tate's sister and has actually, actually has two kids with her. And while she was pregnant, I believe, he left her for a model. And Golden Tate had something to say about it on Twitter. He said, oh, I'll tell him to come find me, something like that. And then... They actually they didn't get they didn't get the play till last year, so we never got to see anything else of it. Besides, but then this past Sunday, Jalen Ramsey had a really nice hit on him, on on Golden Tate, and then after the game there was a fist fight, and then apparently Jalen Ramsey went up to the Giants locker rooms and was waiting for Golden Tate. So there's a lot that unfolded here, and clearly these guys there's no love lost. What are your thoughts on the whole situation, Jair? I mean, it's pretty. Fu- it's funny, but it's also like it's. it's it, I feel bad for Golden Tate, but I don't know. I, I feel bad for for Golden Tate. I just thought that the body slam was like one of those moments when you feel bad. It, I felt bad. Oh, for I didn't him. feel bad for that. I feel bad because of what happened to his sister. I, I I feel bad for Golden Tate on everything. I just thought that the body slam was just like Jalen Ramsey is. For real. And that one to me was just brutal. It was just one of those things where you're just like, geez. But like you put a little I, extra into that one? Huh? You think he did that a little extra because he knew it was golden tape? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. 
But I, but I, I, in my heart of hearts, I'm at side. I'm on Jalen. I mean, not Jalen. I'm on Golden Tate side because you're right to stand up for your sister. No, I totally respect that. But at the yeah. same time, like honestly, like so. like the same way of how Odell Beckham Jr. did that helmet to helmet thing on Josh Norman. If Golden Tate did that on Jalen Ramsey, and if everyone criticized uh, Golden Tate, I would have said, "Well, Golden Tate can't be angry at you for that one." Well, it was definitely an interesting <laughs> that that whole beef definitely made the game very interesting. Yeah, but you know what? What what to me like what was funny was just a part of how Jalen Ramsey ran through the blocker, then literally lifted up Golden Tate to the point when even Jalen Ramsey's legs came up, feet came off the ground. And just like literally, like pretty much nosedived himself into into Golden Tate's body and just went to the ground. It was an insane move. Hopefully, I know that there's going to be a few games canceled this week in NFL. I'm assuming the Titans. I don't know who else will be. Maybe maybe the Patriots after the whole Stephon Gilmore thing. If there's more positives, cases in the. Patriots organization, but this week, starting tomorrow with the with the Bucks and the Bears, it's definitely going to be some exciting games. So I'm looking forward to watching that this weekend, Jair, and talking about it next week. And it's been a great episode. Shout out to Tay on the track. Absolutely. And uh, I'm your co-host, Mark Bud. I'm Jarvis Davis. To listen to more Tripod Productions, go to thetriangle.org slash podcasts.